This is Central Control Room. Stand by. Fancy meeting you here. Fancy meeting you and some noisy little dog. <laughs> In the year of our Lord, 2024. What Lord are you talking about? <laughs> Lord and Miller. Those two guys that got fired off of the solo movie. Oh, those guys. Just the one, not the Miller one. <laughs> Whether it were so simple. Whether it were so simple. Whether it were so simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to be saying that for the rest of the night. <laughs> and, and it, yes, welcome back to you and I. We are yeah. starting a new year with a new season and new blah, 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 year. blah, blah. Yeah. And a bunch of stuff. And right, added yeah. on bonuses of us talking about current events or... Who yeah, because, because, what yeah. is this, Derek? This is the, well, it's transmission from the Forbidden Planet. That's correct. our version called Hollywood Hullabaloo. Yeah. I, I will sing the song if you want me to. This, I'm waiting for it. Pins and needles over here. <laughs> it's the Hollywood Hullabaloo. <laughs> yeah, the Hollywood Hullabaloo. <laughs> I don't have a second verse. <laughs> we'll work on that for next year. <laughs> <laughs> the second verse is worse than the first. Hollywood Hullabaloo. Beautiful. Yeah. You are Tim. <laughs> I, I, yes, my name is Tim. I'm Derek. Yeah, that's right. We forgot about the formalities. God, yeah. we haven't done this in so long, we forgot how to do it. Yeah, introduce everyone out there in listening land. Oh, yeah. Really? Nice to meet you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, mm-hmm. hope you're doing well. Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> so, yeah, Hollywood Hullabaloo is our episode of current events, and obviously we've been off for like three or four months, so there's going to be a lot of current events, but we're not going to cover all of them. We're just going to cover the ones we want to. How do you, what do you say about that? We're just going to cover the ones that we think are worth covering, and all the rest of it you don't even need to pay attention to. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, anyway, so... Onward. First one up is the movie companies are starting to lend out their titles for streaming. So when streaming became a big thing and Netflix was making all this money and everything, then yeah. Disney had to get their own streaming service. And, right. you know, HBO, which represents Warner Brothers, had to get their own thing. And so right. they could put out their DC universe. And Disney right. had the Marvel and the Indiana Jones and Star Wars and everything. Yeah, Universal, all the all the, the big three channels, too. NBC, right. CBS, ABC, and whatever right. their, their overlord affiliate right. is. Right, so Pe- Peacock was Universal. Universal. You know. 
right right yeah showtime that's under the banner Param- paramount paramount and, yeah and so everyone got their own thing and then everyone was hoarding their title so all of a yeah. sudden you know when netflix used to come out and start before they became the big company that they were and putting out their own TV shows, they would have to buy other, or rent basically other properties out from Warner Brothers or Disney or whoever to to stream on their show. So that's why you would occasionally see a Batman movie or a Waterworld yeah. or whatever playing on Netflix. And then when all the streaming services came together from all the different companies, they were hoarding those a bit more. And then right. they realized, oh, wait, <laughs> we're, we're, we're losing money doing this. But that stream of revenue has gone away. So maybe we should not do that anymore. Right. And I, and I think it was, I don't remember when exactly, but I do remember mentioning this last year in a Hollywood yeah. hullabaloo, how com- kind of complaining about how Netflix had gone to shit because all they had was original properties and uh a lot of shit from all over the world right that was like dubbed over and it was like stuff i nobody cared about or you know what i mean and it was like all crap movies right and then it's and and, and then it seems like over the last maybe two three months and then progressively getting better and better than like just recently this year after the new year there's been a big dump of really really high quality movies on netflix all of a sudden again and it's it feels like it's been over a year since there's been this much juicy content the shitty thing is though right you see all these great titles and you're like oh i love that oh i love that oh i love that and i'm like seen it six times seen it seven times seen it eight times <laughs> and so you don't want to watch any of them again right. at least for you and me kind of right. guys but well you know like you're saying because it hit recently you're noticing it within the last three months would you yeah. say when the strike ended maybe <laughs> yeah right oh interesting yeah yeah there it is so that was probably part of the deal huh? i bet you Just, anything that's how they're getting extra royalties for paying off the writers and yeah 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 for their right. residuals because they were being greedy beforehand right. and 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 keeping the money to themselves right. and so they, since you they know, lost they, that let's use max so max is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers owns Friends. If they decide we're going to play Friends right now and then we're going to take it away for a month so you guys aren't going to get royalties for the, this month and then maybe get them back the next month or, or whatever. Yeah. They could oh, do that. Right. The, for the now, actors, you mean. Yeah. Right. Or writers or whoever. Yeah, know, that's it, true. Both. Yeah, right. right. It, was, it was a writers and an actors strike. So. Swindling conniving businessmen sons of bitches. Yeah. Those sneaky some bitch. Well, anyway, uh, it's definitely a, a, a big positive for Netflix, yeah. for sure. Because, no, sure. like I said, I almost considered dropping Netflix a few times last year because I'm like, there's, I've never turned it on anymore. I was always going to HBO Max or, right, or or uh, you know Hulu or whatever, you know Showtime, you know, cause right. All the fun stuff was on there, but yeah, of all the streamers, I definitely use Max more than any of the other ones. Yeah. And, but Netflix is probably up there at second or third for me, just because I always go and seek out like new, um, new true crime docs yeah. and stuff right. like that. Yeah, that was that was like the only thing keeping me hanging on to it Netflix. Was over, you. <laughs> yeah, the, the last year was like every every other month or so they would drop a really good true right. crime doc or something. You know, you just wanted to spread doc. your wings and fly like a peacock, huh? <laughs> I sure did. Not too peacock, but like a peacock. Like a peacock. Yeah. There you go, though. I mean, you got stuff to watch on Netflix now, so. 
yeah. I mean, I think it's a positive thing for sure. Yeah, and, me uh, too. Yeah, and, you're, and I never put it together until you brought it up that it probably is 100% related to the results of the uh, I didn't even think about strength. it until I was looking at the notes earlier, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, That's yeah the weird. timing, the timing yeah. of that, yeah. So, uh, a, a, a few times... Uh, back last year, we we did mention um, the Exorcists and the reboots and all that stuff. And then I think it was one of one of the one of these uh, huge companies bought the rights to the Exorcist Universal. for like obnoxious amount of money. Four hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And so that guy who is um, Danny McBride's partner, uh, David Gordon Green, right, who had done the Halloween reboots, uh, right. Was, and had a big was, hit with him. Had a big yeah, hit with him. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I think each one descendingly, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they both. Yeah. You know, that whole trilogy up. ended up making about a billion and a half dollars. So. Wow. Yeah. So um, they. So that I guess his goal was to redo this with the Exorcist. Right. And um, I'm sure it was. We let's look for something we can do kind of cheap and make yeah. tons of money. You know, and horror is a good. But I think only one of them has come out so far, right? There, there was supposed to be a planned trilogy. Right. One released already, came out to abysmal reviews, and then <laughs> no one re- – I mean, it, it did good for what they spent on it, but it didn't yeah. do what they were hoping it was going to – it didn't do Halloween numbers. Right, right, right. And so, so David G- Gordon Green or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> David Allen Green or Michael Green or – anyway, <laughs> he's fucking quitting already. He's like, yeah, I got to get yeah. out of here. <laughs> he's like, I, I was just going to set it up. I wasn't going to stay for the whole thing. It's all right. Yeah. I got other yeah, things to bullshit. do. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. I think he saw how much it tanked and was like, yeah. I need to get out of here. Gee, what a big surprise. I didn't say that that wasn't going to happen like a year ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have just listened to our show and uh, yeah, nailed it. Like, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Saved himself a lot of heartache. Oh, well. Yeah. So... That's depressing, but it was depressing to begin with. But yeah. it's 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 gratifying that uh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know you know from what I read, I never saw the Exorcist newest one that he did or anything. I have no, no interest in really seeing it. But right, I, you know, he was he was definitely using the same formula that he was doing with Halloween because he got the woman who played the mother in the original right. Ellen- Exorcist. Ellen Bernstein. Yeah, yeah, Ellen Bernstein came back to re- reprise her role from that. And then apparently at the end at Tease, which was setting up further sequels, Linda Blair shows up. Right, right. And so he's definitely like, hey, let's just take this recipe for this and put it into this horror movie. Yeah. And stir and simmer. Yeah. It's crazy to think they're both still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? her. Ellen Bernstein, yeah. When, Ellen Bernstein, when you watch that movie, she looks like she's already in her late 40s, early 50s. Right, right. You know, so. Yeah. And that was in 70, what, six? Three, I think, or I oh, 73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, early probably. 70s. Yeah. Good for you, David Gordon, and uh, ha-ha, uh, Universal. Get back to Righteous Gemstones, because that's the only good thing you got. <laughs> In other news, though, like, continuing on with the whole remake conversation, you know, mm-hmm. which is uh, still, uh, surprisingly, something we can't get away from, but... This one, I, uh, 
I'm hopeful. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to put a lot of eggs in this basket. Right. You're not putting your stamp of approval on it just yet. <laughs> right. Just yet. But um, they're going to, they're remaking the Highlander uh, movies with uh, Henry Cavill as uh, Superman as uh, Connor McCloud, I guess. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm moderately excited about this, but I, I feel like it could go wrong pretty quickly. You know how many... You know, so this reboot, particularly uh, for Highlander, has been yeah. trying... They've been trying to make this for, like, the last 15, maybe 20 years. It's had names like Ryan Reynolds attached to it at one really? point. Really? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds was attached to it at one point. Jason Momoa was attached to it. Oh, my God. And... Um, Mark Wahlberg was attached oh to it. Oh my at god! One, at Fuck one that! Point. Hey, sword, how you doing? <laughs> you like cutting off heads, sword? <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me, sword. <laughs> Can you believe I'm actually from Scotland? Yeah, I'm from Scotland, <laughs> not Boston. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Do you have any? Where are you at with this? I think it's a awesome concept. I think the the premise for that original movie is an awesome yeah. con- concept that you could play with and do a lot of cool things with. But yeah. I think the unfortunate part is is I think they're going to get tied down or bogged down in those stories with going off in the wrong direction and following too deeply into the love story yeah. or setting it up in one particular time period for too long because what i think worked for that original film even though it's it's very dated now yeah yes but but uh it was cool when we were 10 right yeah but what works for it when you're watching it now is one that the the director was very ahead of his time stylistically and so it has a lot of really nice stylization in that movie but for story-wise what i think works a what they did right with that was play with the different time periods to uh-huh. show his aging through the years and yeah, stuff right. like that. Yeah, right. Or not and, or lack thereof, yeah. Right. And there and that I think they should lean a little bit more into than yeah. what Well, and did. I think some of the stuff I read about this reboot too was that they want to include all the properties cuz I don't know there was like three or four movies. Right. And a TV And then a show. whole TV series with a different Right. Highlander from Scotland, a different McLeod, which right. also starts to already delineate the original concept. Right. But right, um, and then the the you know the the sequel, the original sequel, the Quickening, is a fucking disaster yeah. of a yeah. movie because there was like no script and no continuity, and they made up, they turned them into space aliens and all that yeah. shit, and like a dying planet. They were just trying to answer questions that should have never been answered exactly, before. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That like, was the why problem. Are, yeah, where do the immortals come from and all that. Right. But from what I gather, they wa- the idea is to encompass the entire previous canon into right. this remake. Right. That's what I mean. You know, they, they, yeah. they do have a lot of movies to look back on and kind of see what in their minds worked and didn't work and can utilize with their script whatever but like I say all of the sequels are the ones that I saw anyway which I think I only saw maybe the second one and maybe part of one of the other sequels I'll tell you which one it is in a minute finish your thought but uh, out of all of what I saw in the sequels and everything my one thought after seeing it later on in life not just as a kid was that to have someone live over so many years and centuries and all of this yeah. stuff and not lean more into that is right. the most interesting thing you're missing out on that yeah. whole 
Right. This is like vampire lore, too. You right. Know? Yeah. Well, I remember working in the video store in the 90s. I worked in the video I worked, I rented videos, VHS videos in like, from like 91 to like 97. And um, I, somewhere in the middle there was when Highlander 3 came out and yeah. I watched it. I had never seen Highlander 2 because my boss at the time was my friend from high school, right. John, John Wells. And he's like, dude, Highlander 2 is garbage. Don't touch it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. So, but when I was working right. there, uh, the streamer came out for Highlander 3, and I'm like, oh, sweet. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'll give it a shot. And the bad guy, the antagonist in the movie, was played by Mario Van Peebles. Oh, yeah. And he was basically doing an impersonation of Clancy Brown <laughs> from the first one. Oh, he was doing that no. gruff voice thing, like after Clancy Brown's voice got, uh, throat got cut, you know? Oh. And he, he kind of had that really rough you know, way of talking. Was, so what's-his-name was oh, doing no. that from the minute he showed up to the end, and I'm like... Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, I, I never watched all of that one that you're talking about. Part three, I guess, is what it was. Because there's four movies. I yeah, think, something like that. And I, I never watched the series either. The whole Yeah, me either. But the whole thing about the first one was that there can only be one. Right, which is right. What, that whole thing. And so, you know, at the end, he and Clancy Brown are the last two that yeah. go together. He defeats Clancy Brown's character. Spoiler yeah, alert. The He's the only one left. And that's like, the, it's not like a rules of a game set up yeah. and all of a sudden can be reset. Set, or right, something. right. In, in Highlander 3, Mario Van Peebles is another one that happens to be locked in a cave somewhere. Yeah, 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 years. that's right. And yes. then all of a sudden he just shows up and it's like, oh, wait. But the, had, we add a new person to the game. It, now, that doesn't you know? make any sense, though, because then the, the, uh, the whatever the big reward at the end would have never have happened if there was still, right. if he was alive in a cave somewhere. Right. He, he would have killed Clancy Brown and been like, wait a minute, this isn't it. I'm yeah, wait, right, yet. right. Yeah, and the other thing that also you know it's obviously aged like you said but the, but the cool thing about it for the time was the queen soundtrack you know for the first right. movie you know oh yeah and you and can't yeah. really recapture that again no let you get Kenny Loggins. I wonder if we can get him back. <laughs> yeah. Highway to the danger zone. I'm away. You got to give me a Why don't you just let me be? Do what you like. Do So. In other news, yes. uh, the, the rumor mill out there is spinning that Warner is close to buying Paramount, which means that if you subscribe to Paramount Plus and Max right now, this going to be a combo deal in there for you. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's also really weird, though, because like we were saying, the one is HBO and the other one is Showtime, and they've been like, right. what, it's like the Crips and the Bloods, man. Right. <laughs> and it's finally, like Coke buying Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Right. It's like they're making <laughs> peace and then making love. <laughs> Super weird though to be you know to think like you know Dexter and 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 right Dexter and the Sopranos will be yeah right right, right yeah yeah um 
So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's starting to whittle down to just a few yeah. <laughs> streamers now. They're uh, just going to keep buying each other until it's just one streamer. It's creepy. It's all good for all of us, really. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll be dead in, you know. Yeah, that's another, true. Another 40, 50 years. We'll, we're gone. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah, good point. For a long time now, there's been rumors that Apple's been trying to buy Disney. And right. made a few offers, and Disney is... From what I, the last I heard, Disney is very, very close to selling, especially because they're kind of <laughs> they've blew their wad with some of their biggest properties. Yeah, that they're Marvel's kind of dwindling, and right. I think Star Wars is dwindling a little bit. It's like right. riding a middle train, but right, right. They keep bouncing back and forth between quality, which wins the, yeah. the people back, but they're not doing that with Marvel apparently. No, no, yeah. Um, yeah, you and I have pretty much both dropped out on the whole Marvel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I'm kind of over it for a while. But, I mean, that's kind of... It's, again, it is scary because, like, Amazon is, is definitely a monopoly. And uh, this, con- this country is supposed to be built around the... Have laws to pro- prohibit that. Right. And, and the more these fucking corporations absorb into and become one giant corporation it's like a orwellian future you know what i mean it's a little right. little intimidating yeah right yeah well my daughter will have to worry about that not me <laughs> <laughs> i hope so everything's happening so fast jerry All right, so and on other news, though, this is good news. This is, this is great news. This is the greatest news for you and I ever. <laughs> Apparently, the Coen brothers are getting back together to do a movie. That alone is it, worth yeah, talking yes, about. Yeah, <laughs> and on, on top of that, they are fulfilling long-run rumors, because I remember you and I talking a long time ago, and then like pitching yep. ideas of, like, what do you think it would be? You right. know, uh, but they're gonna do a, a hardcore, bloody, gory horror movie. Apparently, that is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I know that. because even in their quirky movies, violent, yeah, really uncomfortable things happen yes. that completely take you out of the essence of what yeah. the movie you came to see. It, it right. you know, it takes you out, and then you're pulled back in with the. So to have them just go full throttle into something that, like that, yeah, you know, they're going to incorporate some of that regular comedy that they, yeah, you know, make you the feel dark humor, make give you some levity, and then also, you know, but yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. One because you know, I'm glad that they got their time apart and they fulfilled what they needed to do. Yeah creatively but i wasn't huge fans of of the denzel washington one he did i like oh, it Mc, but Macbeth i'll never one. go back and rewatch it yeah right right so apparently ethan does have another movie coming out that he's doing with his partner uh yeah caper movie yeah um uh, so but then i guess after that's all done wrapped up they're gonna start writing together or they already did right i think i think they might have already started writing together but they're definitely they're just like old times they're gonna co-write it together and co-direct it together just yeah. right and, and right. thank fucking Christ, because <laughs> those two are the best. They are the best, and we need more good yeah. shit coming out, you know? We, we can't have them just going away and retiring. We got Tarantino hanging up his deck. Yeah. And, you know, God knows how long we're going to have Scorsese around. Anyway, yeah, I so. know. I know. Trouble in, trouble out. Trouble's what this world's about. Trouble's of this world. In other news, um, mm. 
Donnie Yen, uh, that we all know from uh, John Wick 4 and right. uh, Rogue Rogue One. He was the blind right. guy and and countless martial arts movies. He was the blind movies. guy in John Wick as he well. Was a, yeah, he was a blind guy in John Wick. Yeah, he played Ip Man in the first couple of movies of right. Ip Man. And, and then just one of the, he's one of the martial arts legends from he's Hong Kong. He's a fucking legend and he's so fucking talented and he's a great actor he's yeah really good yeah he's a good actor yeah so apparently he's uh teaming up with a, a some production company to make a movie on the david carradine kung fu tv series from the 70s which i'm excited about yeah and here's why yeah because we are in those sensitive times where everything has to be culturally considerate appropriated and appropriated yeah. and all of that stuff so to see them do a legitimate version of kung fu and go about it in those terms with a real asian guy yeah in those terms i think will be really interesting for especially for people like you and i who are into like the asian culture movies yes. and stuff like that yeah. yeah right and 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 because the original story was it was supposed to be bruce lee right that was supposed to lead that show back in the 70s and i mean not only did he die but he but also the i think that the network was pretty strongly against giving a legit Asian actor uh, a lead, a lead. In, in a yeah. TV series. And that's why David Carradine is kind of playing what seems like could be half Asian or something like that. I right. don't know. There's it's, yeah. it's weird. It's just, I don't know it if they weird. explain it, but I remember thinking about that. Like, you know, I, I remember watching that show, not even watching it a whole lot, but like seeing commercials about it being played on whatever channel it was in syndication on and just being like, that's weird that he's, you know what I mean? That yeah. He's playing that He's a white guy. Because, right. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember that was even in the 70s I felt that way. Yeah. It just felt out of place. Yeah. yeah. But that's the yeah. way the times were, you know? Right, right. Which is why Bruce Lee went to Hong Kong in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? Was because he yeah. couldn't get anything going here in the States. He was also mad at Brad Pitt for throwing him into that car. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cliff. Cliff Booth. So, they, yeah, that's interesting to see. And, you know, Donnie is getting, you know, older. You know, I think he's, yeah. a, he's a good, what, 10, 15 years behind uh, Jackie Chan. It's a good match, I think, for the property of what the character is supposed to be doing in the movie yeah. you know now if we can just get an updated version of the master and put him in it <laughs> yeah yeah the tv show the master tune in for the next episode <laughs> to understand a little bit more about the master yeah 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 we're not talking about the paul thomas anderson movie <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> we're talking about a really great tv series from the 80s <laughs> about ninjas that's a that's a hint for the next episode wink 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 nudge nudge no what I mean, know what I mean. No more. <laughs> We're going in since we've been away for a while. We have unfortunately had a good amount of losses. Yeah. Not good as in that's good, but good as in uh, a large, a, a, yeah, large amount. Yes. And uh, some of those losses uh, were kind of a while ago, and some of them were very, very recently. Yeah. So let's go through the list. We lost a, a really great guy, uh, Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. He was a wonderful character actor. Yeah. He had a few leads here and there in movies. I remember In the Bedroom was one of the first ones I remember seeing him play a, a lead in. He was yeah. Sissy Spacek. It's really deep deep drama so he was in a, not in a really weird guy Ritchie movie called rock and roller too uh oh, okay i never saw that one yeah he plays the the main gangster guy whose son is being a pain in the ass 
Okay, yeah, because Ger- Gerard Butler's in that one, I believe. I think so, and a really, yeah. really young Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, he's f- magnificent. I think he even won a few awards for his work in My- Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton, which, Clayton, that which movie is, is yeah. amazing. That movie I could watch like once a year. I think. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. He's so good in that. I was just gonna say, as you know, the guy who supposedly had lost his mind, and when, yeah, he, and and it just captures that essence of that really well oh yeah right right the next one is uh andre brower yeah 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 that one that one surprised me you know uh yeah, me too well, you and i are very familiar with him from another a movie we covered in the past called the mist which we both right. really love and he was yeah the angry neighbor to uh thomas jane in that movie and uh he was he was great in that movie he had such presence I remember seeing him way, way back in the day when he was doing uh, Homicide. My mom watched that show. Oh, wow. Okay. And I remember not even like being old enough to kind of put together what was all going on in the show and stuff and all the drama and stuff like that. But I remember there was an episode eventually in the show he ends up having a stroke. Oh. And uh, having dealt with that in my life through my mom's issues and stuff like that, how they portrayed it was very, very real to how, you know, later on in life, when I know when I was going through that stuff, I'm like, oh, geez, they really hit that fucking nail on the the head there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I was was not a fan of that show. Yeah. No, I never watched that, uh, you know, but he did a lot of he was he was a character actor in a lot of different movies and stuff like that. Really great talent. And and yeah, that one surprised me a lot. I just noticed it, that he, he had started filming a, a Netflix TV series um, just as the strike was hitting, and they had to stop production on it. Oh. I know. And so, obviously, he passed away, and the series didn't quite continue, but they ended up recasting him with uh, Giancarlo Esposito. And oh, wow. um, yeah, and uh, they, yeah, they had to redo those first couple episodes to replace right. him. But uh, yeah, I just kind of noticed that when I was researching a little bit about Andre. So uh, I mean, he's a great actor. Too, yeah, he so, is. Yeah. He is. Right. That's one of those things that's always like I, I'm so interested in things. You know, not 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 things that like if people die and then they yeah. end up having to be replaced or something like that it's tragic and stuff like that but those things of thinking about what could be because you and I even were talking uh, recently about uh, that HBO series limited series that John Turturro did yeah uh, what was it The Night The Night Of the night of and yeah. and the original first two episodes was filmed with Gandolfini right and then he passed away and so I had to be going back and and to having watched that with Totoro yeah trying to imagine but Gandolfini in that part so different so different not that he couldn't have done something really great and interesting with it, it. would have been a completely different show yeah yeah yeah, the energies between those two actors are just so immensely different. Yeah, and Totoro cho- chose to do a lot of really interesting, weird stuff with that itching, right. itching disease and right, all that stuff. Because right. that wasn't written in the script. I think he just brought that to it. Yeah, Right. And just obviously they're two completely physically different people. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so the next is a big one. Uh, I mean, we all heard about this, but Matthew Perry died mysteriously in his in his spa yeah. or whatever yeah that was a, yeah, yeah, yeah that was fucked up man um but he had yeah. a pretty storied past with uh substance abuse right yeah 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 i i got to listen to his book his audio book at work someone was listening to it so i was listening to it and yeah then, you know i ended up borrowing it and listening to the rest of it and stuff and yeah it was crazy the amount of 
It's crazy that he wasn't dead before he was dead. Right. With listening to what he put his body through just in that book and everything. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest uh, watcher of... I won't say I wasn't a fan because the episodes I ended up watching, I ended up laughing at. Of yeah, Friends. Of Friends, yeah. But I, it, back when it was airing, it came on before Seinfeld, which Seinfeld's my show. Yeah, right. I watched that. That's my comfort food show. Yeah, I yeah. watched that anytime I'm feeling down or just I rewatch it, you know, throughout the year. And it came on right before that. So I'd always tune in and see the last little bits of Friends yeah. just before Seinfeld came on. But I never tuned in for it. So. Right, right. But over the years, my wife has ended up watching Friends, and I've seen a few episodes. And so, yeah. I they mean, are I, pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some funny stuff that happened. And he is. He's he's very physically. He was yeah. very physically funny. He's got so, good yeah, timing like, and, and yeah, the sarcasm great. thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a pretty sad situation i don't think we would have ever seen him do any work again so no no yeah no he was pretty it was pretty it was pretty bad there towards the end but um yeah it was a bad loss there and then uh the next one another actor uh, ryan o'neill passed away and 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 ryan o'neill is for he was an older generation guy when we were younger so right. I, and a lot of young people probably aren't going to know who he is but he was in some great fucking movies like paper oh, yeah. moon and uh oh, man. well the driver is another one it, it, the right. mo- the movie drive with ryan uh gosling is loosely or it's inspired yeah. by yeah uh, it's a descendant uh, of <laughs> yeah uh, uh, the movie called the driver from like 1978 that starred ryan o'neill in the ryan gosling place and and ryan o'neill was like the 60s 70s heartthrob actor that you know kind of like on a, on the level of like a robert redford paul newman kind of right. thing yeah oh yeah totally. he's very a handsome guy and and you know also very troubled too he had a lot of substance issues as well alcohol, oh, yeah. alcoholism yeah. and all that stuff yeah and those of you who like the movie drive if you think ryan gosling hardly talked in that movie yeah <laughs> right right ryan O'Neal, ryan O'Neal, i don't think like, maybe says one thing in, <laughs> yeah in, in the movie. whole yeah 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 i i like that movie you know when he passed away i wanted to kind of tribute by rewatching that movie i haven't seen the driver in probably 15 years or so right and uh i was gonna watch that and then follow it up with drive and uh i couldn't find it on any streamers at all oh really any any of the ones that i have and i have a bunch right so it was on youtube but it was a terrible it wasn't a high def anyway and i didn't i was like well that's not worth it yeah, when he died, I, I watched Paper Moon because that's been on Max for quite yeah, a few yeah, months now, yeah. and so I was, and I love that movie, and so yeah, and he he stars in that with his real life daughter, uh, real uh, life daughter, yeah, Tatum O'Neill, yeah, yeah, she won an Oscar for it, so. right, and she's only like uh, like nine or ten years old or something like that, right, yeah, right, yeah, I think it's still a world record of someone the youngest person ever won uh, an, an Oscar, Oscar so, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and then the last one, which is probably the the biggest heartstrings on our hearts, because oh, again, man. he's another guy from our generation, but a little more a little more of our generation than Ryan yeah. O'Neill was, and that's Carl Weathers just passed away. Oh man, a- Apollo Creed hit. himself. Yeah, that one that one really did hit me harder than I expected. Me it. too. Yeah, because I first heard it and I was like, oh damn, you know, like like yeah. it was sad, but the more the day went on and I thought about it, yeah, and then exactly, I started seeing- exactly started seeing things about him and little clips of him and i'm like oh man this is real i'm really sad about this like i know really hit me i know i mean he obviously the rocky movies he's right i i almost 
preferred him more to uh, right, Sylvester right. Stallone's character th- right. as Apollo Creed. He was so fucking magnetic on screen. And, right. And, and even as the villain and as the good guy once he right. becomes his trainer in Rocky Three and all that stuff and then he dies and oops, right. spoiler alert, Rocky Four. Right. If you haven't seen Rocky Four, it's been 40 <laughs> fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, and then, you know, of course, in Predator, you know, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a, you know the biggest bro out scene you know of all times <laughs> where they flexing and do the handshakes. Dylan, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you know that whole thing, and uh, you know he gets blown up and uh, by the right. Predator and all that stuff. So, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Predator, it's forty <laughs> fucking years old and it's great. <laughs> Get on that stupid. And then, and, and then, Action Jackson. <laughs> yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, Jackson, Action Jackson. Which is a terrible movie, but yeah, it's not a good one. Don't go seek that one out. Right. But yeah, then ninety-three, he shows up in a little film called Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it's hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah, kind of shoot, show. You know, you don't. You take him kind of. Not, when I first saw him in Happy Gilmore, I was like, right. what the fuck is he doing in here? Right. You know what I mean? And then I was the same way because he's Apollo to me as a kid. I love the Rocky movie. So when you see him, you're just like, what? Yeah, but and you're, I'm like just doubtful that he's going to be able to have any comedy chops. But then it right. turns out he has incredible comedy chops. <laughs> he's really funny in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and, uh, and then that's just backed up years later Yeah, when he's on. Arrested, Arrested Development, Development. yeah, uh, yeah. As uh, uh, he's playing himself in Arrested right. Development, and Tobias, who is played by David Cross, uh, hires him as an acting coach. And there's, <laughs> it's like half a season he's in it, and it is so fucking funny. <laughs> All he ever really talks good. about is trying to make like cheap ways of making food and feeding food, himself. Right. Yeah. Last longer, yeah, 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 so good. Turn it into stew. That'll make a good stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got this holding up a like a rib bone or something. Yeah, and then finally he was in, you know, his his last hurrah was in the Mandalorian series, which he was really good in that, too. He was great. I yeah. was really excited when he showed up in that, and then he kept coming back, and he sees it, because I'm like, this is great that he's actually getting, like, this late-in-life kind of... Yeah. He, a lot of fan love and everything. And, and from that, even, I saw from the Star Wars fans that were finding him, young Star Wars fans that yeah. were finding him in Mandalorian, were going back and watching Rocky and stuff right, like that right. and then finding how much you know because the Creed movies are based on his son yeah. and they show a little bit of him in retrospect in those movies and talk about Rocky's in like the first two movies and right. talks about him a little bit and stuff but he's not really given I think his due he should have been given in those movies and so to, the fact that people are going back now and seeing his yeah. performances and that it's just yeah. like and it's still it's I was like oh that's great that's great. yeah I mean he's, he's kind of young he was 76 years old he, apparently according to his family statement he died peacefully in his sleep peacefully, which right. usually means a heart attack or something like that right right he, you know just even seeing him in those last few years of the Mandalorian he he looked still pretty in good shape yeah. for for being in his 70s and yeah. uh, very healthy and virile and full of energy you know right. That when you, whenever you you know I like to watch the behind the scenes stuff and and yeah. Disney Plus always has those uh, like it kind of comes because John Favreau obviously is the head of all that shit right and he used to do that show back in the day uh, after Swingers yeah. before he got popular five, again yeah. yeah it was called Dinner for Five where he sat around the table with actors and so he kind of brought that idea to the to the Mandalorian series and watching Carl Weathers talk on that he was like the most sincere endearing sweet awesome guy who who had a lot of really cool insightful things to say to people and and and, and i i 
I right. it was that alone watching those behind the scenes thing that I yeah. developed a really great respect for him in a way that I never had before because I'm like wow this guy's just a great humanist I don't know yeah it's sad but you know he had a good run at least <laughs> he had a good run and I'm glad that he at that end of his you know career there that he had a, a, a up and with a legion of fans that will you know from here on out he'll be yeah. a character. Uh, you know that's an action okay. figure that was in that show that's gonna right. you know that's in that universe out there that'll go on and on and on and on and on right Speaking of things that go on and on and on and on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you caught this article the other day about James Cameron talking about doing Avatars 90 and 91. I think are the next two that he's got. No, I think it was six and seven. Six and seven, yes. Yeah, he's talking about doing Avatars six and seven. He hasn't even done three, four, five. He yet. just recently started shooting three. And right. he's talking about six and seven. It's ridiculous, man. He's it's not so old. ridiculous. He's, he's not young enough to make these movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's got to be what seventy. He's in his seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And 70... it's taken him nine years to get the sequel out to the original. <laughs> I know, I know. And I plus I still even though it, yeah somehow Avatar two made its money back. Yeah. I still don't really feel like anybody gives a shit. I I've yet to find someone that I'm looking at and talking to that's like, I really enjoyed that movie. It was really fun. Right, right, right. I think he just got lucky riding on the... He just got lucky. You know, and and one of the things that I think helped... Yeah. This is just my little theory thing, but what I feel really helped him with the Avatar thing was that Fox was sold to Disney, and Disney pulled all the Marvel movies that were coming yeah. out from around right. the opening of Avatar, and just gave it a clean sweep. Right, of, of like, uh, 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 there's nothing else. Right. There's no other big blockbuster to watch but Avatar. Because it and was it, originally supposed to go up against Black Panther two. Right, right. And I remember hearing that and thinking, Avatar's going to get annihilated. Well, yeah, um, right, right. Yeah. Not that I was a huge fan of Black Panther 2, but it was yeah. it came off of that first film, which was a billion dollars, and Marvel was still at that. Well, and that was one of their properties, too, that was probably had the most promise of anything yeah. that was coming yeah. out, you know? For sure. Black Panther 2, but yeah, and so they, yeah, because they became, it yep. became its own property, they decided to clear a path for it, yep. which is obviously really smart, and it ended up making it, and it was funny, too, is that, uh, I think one to regain interest but you know he remember he re, before he brought out yeah. avatar 2 he re-released the original yep. avatar and then it ended up surpassing the fucking uh end game as the highest grossing movie again yep which is like oh you sneaky bastard yeah. i don't even think you tried to do that yep and then got to hear him talk a lot about how stupid those submarine people were when they blew themselves up. <laughs> that was way more entertaining than uh, Avatar 2. That definitely was. I, I would watch him talk about that submarine imploding <laughs> 80 times over than watching Avatar 2. I got 15 minutes into Avatar 2 and I said, 
fuck you, this is dumb, <laughs> and just shut it off. I was so bored so with it. So you got past all the catching up. All You got past previously on Avatar. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then I was like, yeah, all right, now that I've seen that, I don't even care what's about to happen. <laughs> so I never watched it. So I can't believe he's... I'm a little flabbergasted that he's talking about Avatar 6 and 7. He's such a great filmmaker. It irritates me to no end that the rest of his time is going to be spent doing these movies. Yeah, right. When he could go out and make anything else. <laughs> you know, Martin Scorsese. Look at Take take him, for example. Jesus. You know, mixing it up. Yeah. Different movies, you yeah. know. Kind of, even with Killer, you know, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but Killers of the Flower Moon, he's kind of writing some of the wrongs as far as, the, right. like, uh, all white kind of movies and right. all that kind of stuff. So, right. anyway. So, and then the, the next big news, which is great news for us again, yeah. kind of like you know, the Coen brothers story, uh, is David Fincher, our boy, yeah. uh, renews his contract with Netflix. And I think it's what three, another three films or yep, something. Another or, three films. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Good for you, Netflix. At least you're doing something right over there. Yeah. Stop wasting all this money on rock pictures and whatever <laughs> yeah. else you're doing over there. Well, and some of those, those Ryan Reynolds ones. And Ryan too, Reynolds and uh, Michael Bay and all of that yeah. crap. Get rid of that. <laughs> Yeah, which kind of leads us into the what are we watching now? Uh, and the first on the list is the was the killer, which is David Fincher's latest movie. A lot of people hated it. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> so the the regular critical review is pretty high. Yeah. But audience review was pretty low, saying really. Yeah, the people were just saying it was boring and nothing happens, and it's just him uh, constantly in his head and making mistakes. And I'm like, that's the point. You don't ever see that in a contract killer movie. Right, right. Yeah, I know. I mean, of course, we're going to be defenders of it. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It definitely wasn't what I expected. Right, right, right. But you know, um, the whole time I was watching it, and I think I even texted you this yeah. after I finished watching it, was I was like, this is the closest he's come to making something like Fight Club since Fight yeah, Club. Yeah, you're right. I, and I, I, I immediately replied, yes, I was thinking the exact same thing when I watched it. Yeah. It had a little bit of that, you know, uh, that almost editorial style. Yeah. It had a vibe to it that felt that kind of on the edge like right. Fight Club did, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it's dealing with a character that's in his head. It's narrating yeah. you through the mistakes he's making. It's an insomniac. You know, it's right, dealing with right. all of these things that I'm just like, wow, this is interesting how close this is. Well, and like you were saying about uh, what made the movie interesting that I'm kind of being reminded of as, a, as we're talking about it is the very fact that, yeah, every time you see a contract killer in a movie like right. Leon the Professional and all that stuff, they never second-guess themselves. Right. They're always like this perfect killing machine, right? right? And this guy is a little more like, I don't know, did I make a mistake there right. and all that shit? And, uh, you know, and, and I'm like, well, that's fucking interesting yeah. to me because you've never seen that on film before. And he's, he's also showing you... The patience it takes, because that whole yeah, opening right, before he even right. makes the shot, he's waiting. Yeah. Is that them? No, that's not them. Okay, and then right. it's narrating what he's doing. You know, he's in his head. Oh, is the security coming into the door? And all of that stuff, I think, is just is brilliant because you don't see that stuff. And and as those hitman movies go on into the really absurd 
time to where if I shoot at this angle to that building and then it ricochets yeah, right. there and hits this right. and bounces there, it'll hit the person in the head or whatever. It's like after you see so much of that and then you see this yeah. movie, I can I t- reading some of those reviews of regular people watching it, I'm like. I, they're wanting what I'm talking about. They're, they're wanting like the hitman with Timothy Oliphant right. shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, which is a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. So I I thought it was really cool, and and and, I, and the cast was cool. And is there is uh, some Tilda Swinton and all and that? Michael yeah. Fassbender, who you know kind of disappeared for a while, understandably yeah. so. He got yeah. buried under an avalanche of. Uh, big studio movies um right well and he also there's a documentary about this but he got in really really balls deep in uh endurance racing he right was, he's a That's race car driver saying. now yeah. yeah yeah and it was funny it was like as i was watching that i watched that documentary after watching the killer because i was right. like i'm you know yeah let's see what's going on with michael fassbender and he was so in his fucking head right racing the cars and this was the time he was filling the killer i'm like how perfect that he was doing this <laughs> right. with a race car and because he was even saying shit that I was like he said that in the movie <laughs> you know you know uh, the, the the things he keeps repeating over and over again he right. was saying that in real life during the race at Le Mans <laughs> I'm like wow that's fucking bizarre yeah but I was yeah watching it I was just like here's the guy that I remember seeing early in independent yeah. films Saying, right. oh, this guy's gonna hit big, when right. he hit. and then unfortunately, right, right. he got know, wrapped up got in the wrapped in up the, in X Men and Assassin's the, yeah. Creed and <laughs> yeah, stuff, stuff really, and the Alien stuff too. Yeah, and Alien and stuff like that, and so it was nice to see him in a movie where he's really it a really stellar performance, of course, a juicy role. Yeah. yeah, and he did. He he, even though he's. You know, playing a guy who has to put on the front, right. you could definitely see he's been hardened over yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, he had that cold, blank, yeah. I will kill you stare down perfectly. Right. You and know. the internalized thing, you know, you you get to a lot of these movies. In The Killer, there's a scene where, you know, he has the woman yeah. trying to, I need to get to these files and this guy who I just killed home. And he takes her to the guy's home to get the stuff. And in yep. any other Hitman movie, he'd have a heart and let her go because he talks about, I have a family and all this. Right, and right. he kills her. And that's something yep. you don't do because I'm sure a studio would be like, well, you can't do that. The audience won't be on his side if you do that. Well, yeah, yeah, you're not right. supposed to be on this guy's it's, side. Right, right. But he does. He does give her the one thing, like I, right. you know, make it so they can see me, kind of thing. Right. Don't don't shoot me in the face, kind of thing. Right. You know, and he, he he breaks her neck or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So I I liked it. I'm I'm probably I feel like I need to give it. You know, it's one of you know a lot of Fincher movies take yeah. multiple viewings, yep. and and it's been a while now that I I feel like I need to revisit it again. Right. And watch for more of the details and all that stuff, because obviously David Fincher is like the king of detail right. Right. Uh, a lot of layers framing, there. <laughs> a lot of layers and, and, and just just magnificent visual storytelling right so moving on to the next one uh, we have someone yeah. who needs to say something tim yeah i know i need to it's a what do you call it a corrections corner or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> I think it was about six months ago, also on HH, on a on a Hollywood hullabaloo, right. that I said uh, the trailer of uh, Ferrari by Michael Mann looks terrible. <laughs> it looks cheap, and uh, Adam Driver is the worst possible choice for playing Enzo Ferrari. I still have a little bit of issue right. with that, but 
Right. I, I saw the movie on opening day. I went I went to see it on Christmas because it's a car thing, and I love cars, and I adore Ferrari, right. the, the brand, and um, and their history is amazing. And um, man, if that I didn't really really love the movie, and Adam Driver was great in it, and That's it didn't great. look cheap at all. Some of the the special effects in that shit were so fucking good. I was blown away. Uh, right. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they had the real cars, too. And then, like, kind of like the Ferris Bueller version where they had copies of the real cars because the real cars, you know, are right in the eight-figure range. <laughs> so so I intentionally held off on asking you a bunch of questions about this because oh, I knew okay. we were going to record about it. And so I, the one thing I wanted to ask you was, I know for me, when I go into a movie that I have my arms crossed already about it, Yeah. how long did it take for that to wear off while you were watching it? Probably ten minutes, I think. Maybe <laughs> okay. five, ten minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it was a, it was mostly an adjustment to right him seeing him in the role, and he's so right. you know Adam Driver's Adam Driver, right? He's very right. commanding, and he, he he definitely even though he doesn't look anything like Enzo Ferrari, he really doesn't, right. and he's about a foot taller than the original Enzo. And the funny thing too is that there's in the opening scene, he's in the tomb where uh, Dino is buried, uh, which is his son, had died the year before. And his, his son was the spitting fucking image of Enzo Ferrari. And there's a picture of him on the wall of the mausoleum behind there. The real Dino Ferrari. And it's over Adam Driver's shoulder. So there's like this obvious thing right there for me knowing that's what he's supposed to look like. So it was a, that was throwing me off a little bit. And that's why it maybe took me a little while longer because I'm just like... Well, there's the, you know, it's just so weird how different their faces are, and yet they look exactly alike. But it didn't take long. You know, that was like a literally like a two or three minute scene. And then as soon as he starts talking and kind of presenting himself as as Enzo the businessman, I was like, okay, I'm already, I'm hooked in. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Right. It's probably awesome. one of the prettier Michael Mann movies I've seen in a long time since like well, Glass good. of Mohicans was very beautiful. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, movie to watch, right? Well, sure. I the the way they capture Italy and 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 like the villas and the 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 downtown, you know, the, not downtowns, but like the little city centers or they, it's more like villages in Italy of uh, Modena and Marinello and all that stuff. And they do have the original, the real, actual Ferrari factory because they they're still building stuff in the building they they built back in 1950 in Marinello so that building was there in the thing and they're they're filming there and all that stuff you know right. it did a really good job at romanticizing the uh, 1950s Italy but also as a car guy you know what I mean I, I uh, there's some incredibly great scenes where they're doing testing in the Grand Prix the Formula One cars of the era and they're like legit Formula One cars of that era and he does like he did in Heat he very much just let the dialogue go down and um just let the sound of the cars as it was going around the track and they're watching for the times let the let the noise kind of uh of that engine reverberate through the uh movie theater in a, in a really satisfying way for me i just kept smiling and thinking oh this sounds so fucking good and it looks so good and i i, I love it i mean it's definitely a slow-paced movie it's not like uh not like ford versus ferrari where it's an action-packed kind of exciting thing right but uh, it tells us a, a very interesting story and a very complicated year for Enzo, and I thought it, I enjoyed it a lot. That's awesome. So I apologize for what I said six months ago. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
So Killers of the Flower Moon was the next one that I got to see it in the theater. I don't think you did, right? No, I wasn't going to. I was, I've was. i been having my back issues and all that stuff, and I thought three and a half hours in a theater seat was going to yeah, kill yeah, me. No way. No way. So yeah. I did. I waited for it to hit Apple Plus. I think I watched it over the New Year's weekend or something like right. that. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and uh, you know, and I did take my time with it. You know what I right. mean? I, it, I, I, did, I think I started it on a Saturday night and finished it on a Sunday afternoon. I think uh, that's a way to watch that movie. You know, I saw it in a the theater and I definitely loved it when I saw it, but it, there was a lot that I feel like when I watched it the second time at home, you're able to look around a little bit more. Right, and right. Because you're relaxed. Stuff. Really appreciate yes. this how great that movie is edited together and shot and yeah. cinematography and <laughs> it's good to see De Niro back on top again oh man he he really knocked out that character really great he's so grimy and you yeah. just want to punch his face you know but you you also see how he's drawing him in yeah uh, yeah exactly he's he drew in Leo's character yep Without ever asking him to do what he wanted him yep. to do, you know what I mean? Yep. And I thought, though, that's really clever the way that both both how it's written and how it was played by Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great, and it stuck with me for a long time. That story was—I I knew it was going to be dark, and that was part of the reason why I wanted to take two days for it anyway, just because right, right. I might have been going through a, a dark weekend anyway. Not a dark weekend, but just like a like a like a, a low weekend, and and right. uh, I, I think I needed space, you know, to right. be like this is getting too heavy. I need to right. take a no, break for sure. No, there's some heavy stuff in it, and that's—I even appreciated that. I remember watching it the first time. I was like, I like that. He He's not holding back, you know. Right. He's he's telling, you know, and it's it's not like a preachy movie. It's no. just a here's the details. Yeah, this this you is know. what happened because it is a true story. Right. Yeah. The minute you hear it's about Native Americans in in, in America, obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, you're uh -oh. like, uh oh, this is going to be a sad movie because <laughs> be there's never a, there's not a lot of positive stories around no. that, especially when no. white people are involved. So. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it was it's a great movie. Again, beautiful and just to see beautiful. A couple of scenes that's really stood out to me. Everybody remembers is when the FBI meets in the oil fields and Jesse Plemons yeah. is leading that. That the shot of that, the way the sky looks in the background with the oil rigs, that's one of the coolest fuck. I've never stopped and looked at a frame for, except for Lawrence of Arabia. It was right. like I just you know well obviously Lawrence of Arabia is real, but this, and this is kind of a doctored thing. But there's it's it looks like a painting. That's that, right. that sunsetting scene with all those yeah. like model T's in the in the oil field. Yeah, and then that other one I was I shared with you where it uh, once the uh, the oil fields were lit on fire yep. and and yep. and there's the the guys working to put it out and there was like this massive heat wave from the flames in it. They look like. They look like stick figures from a old Disney uh, a cartoon from the 30s, where they were, the way they were moving in the fire, like putting the picks out. And I thought, oh, that is um, that is one of the coolest shots I think I've ever seen in a movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the the main actress in it, Lily Gladstone, she's amazing in it. She's yes. Really good, super low key. Yeah. But and also, you don't know what she's thinking at all. Right, and haunting. Yeah. Just haunting when she's at the end, hearing yeah. that he's responsible for this. Yeah. Stuff, right. You can just see it in her face without her saying uh, a word. Yeah, yeah, the heartbreak, and and sort of like you can't tell if she's suspicious through him the whole time, but she she's in love. They're in love. They're definitely in love yeah. with each other, yeah. but you know, 
she just kind of, I think she just keeps falling into that sort of like, okay, you're doing what you got to do, you know? Right, right. Surrendering to him. Excusing it, excusing it. And then when she hears the extent of what her excuses have yeah, done, right. then it's yeah. like, oh, geez, that's awful. Yeah. And then Leo, of course, he was, he was yeah. great in it too. Yeah, no surprise there. Yeah. Moving on to another one that surprised us, though. Yeah, big time surprised me. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Yep. Holy shit, man. I went and saw this in the theater, and I was like, my eyes were filled with tears. I was so <laughs> happy with how amazingly good a fucking Godzilla. I, you know, we, we both talked about this in our Kaiju episode. Right. Big, I've been a fan of Godzilla for as long as I can fucking remember, and those, right, and, right. and and I will say, including the legendary movies, not the Roland Emmerich one, but every Ooh. other one uh, beside that, right. throughout all the goofy years, and and every one of those movies is not great, but I right. love them nonetheless. Right. This movie is fucking quality, dude. Yeah. No, it's great. The moment you saw it before I did, you got to see it on the big screen, which yeah, which I I you know I was like ah, but um. I got to see it at home, and uh, the, one of my first things was is how it felt uh, like on an epic scale, but right. at the same time, it did feel like that feeling of an old Godzilla movie. Yeah, you know? it had like a mixture of the two. Yeah, and I, I, my head was being pulled so many different directions while right. watching it because I'm just like, I'm not upset and wanting him to fast forward through this scene what's going on you yeah know, i know right because yeah he's not godzilla doesn't play a pretty strong part right. in the movie you know what i mean it's it's very much a character study of this and and the whole concept of that guy and what his crux of his character is is super fucking compelling it right because you know that had to happen you know what i mean Right. That there had to be instances of that somewhere in World War II history where a kamikaze pilot did not follow through on his order, you know? Right, yeah. yeah. And and that's what this guy, that's the crux of, of the whole uh, story and, and sort of the shame and guilt, he, you know, he's going through having not fulfilled his order, uh, his right. duty. But having said all that, now let's geek out on how fucking dope Godzilla looked in this movie. It's amazing. They it's amazing. Super low budget too. It's also a lesson to yeah. to modern Hollywood. You know, you do not have to spend three hundred million dollars nope. for for uh, the Eternals, which is gonna fucking bomb. Right. And and this movie costs like something like ten million dollars or something like yeah. that. And it looks yeah. fantastic. Like yeah. the, the the design of Godzilla in this. They definitely took away... All, they brought it back to the very first movie, the Gojira yep. movie from 1954, which still had an air of goofiness about it. Right. You know, because it was a guy in a suit. But right. they, they, they do bring it back to that soulless, angry... There's, a, they, all, there, there's no emotion behind the thing other than no. I am pissed and I want to destroy shit. Right. The way they characterize it in Godzilla's eyes was so intense to me. And the the way that they make it, because the effects, apparently they only had like 35 visual effects artists on this, which is just breathtaking to see yeah. some of the stuff that they do in this stuff. But, but the thing that they also do with the way he looks is he looks like a real being. Yeah. But he also looks like a guy in the suit and some things. Yeah, I, right. Straddling that line to where it, 
you're like i can't tell what's going but it always it never looks like phony right it just no. captures that image of how you remember him moving from yeah. those old days yeah he has the the big giant oversized thighs like you right. expect once he becomes ra- you know radiated and and stands up tall and becomes huge right and um but he just has this the look on his face is pure fucking menace right uh, and then the way the teeth are all straggled and, and his, like I said, the piercing eyes. There's a scene in the, in, in, in the middle of the movie somewhere where they're trying to blow it up with a, a mine. Oh, man. And yeah. that he, they, they always have, even in the legendary stuff, they have him in the water where you can see the spines flimming out and he's kind of right. doing like a snake-like waddle through the water. This one, the, the head was up out of the water in a way and, the, and he's just like deadlocked on that boat. Like, I am yeah. going to fucking murder you guys when right. i get there you know what i mean yeah. but without but like in a soulless way you know right. there's, the words aren't there it's just the the image of i don't know how to explain it yeah fuck man he they yep. they nailed it in a way i never expected them me to. either yeah i went in just expecting like what you get with the legendary stuff i'm gonna like the monster stuff and all the other stuff right to hell yeah exactly and it, just and it wasn't wasn't like that like at all that. no and the way that they catered to their history yeah, they, how the, it looked the, and how it moved. Like I said, like there's scenes where it's in the city and you know it's not a model, but they make it the way they film it and yeah. they use the effects to make you reminisce about how that's right. how it looked yeah. right there. That's how it yeah. looked, except that this looks like it's being done with huge effects. It's just like higher quality somehow. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's a weird thing they did and 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 also you know peppering in the original music and stuff. It's like yeah, as soon as oh, that happens in, in the theater, it's like. I got nothing but a huge smile on my face and, right. and and shivers down my spine. You know, it does that thing that I think all of us who get sentimental about nostalgic yeah. movies and stuff like that, that you go in hoping that they're going to give you what you loved but give it to you in a new way. Right. And this does that. It does exactly that. And most of the times the only other movies that try to do that do it by catering to I'm going to say the same line I said from right, that movie right, or do right. the same shot right, and yeah. this does that but in the best way possible to right. where it's not the Death Star again right or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, yeah 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 you know right. what I mean Force Awakens yeah right Well, welcome back. Welcome back. And, and um, so uh, due to the um, complications, you know, Derek has a young little child and all that stuff that we've decided we're not going to release things on specific dates anymore. We're just going to release them. We're, we're going to try and still keep doing the two a month, you know, yeah, one yeah. Hollywood hullabaloo and one topical episode. But we're not going to. I think we were doing them on the uh, the 5th and the 20th, 20th of every yeah. month. and. I don't think we're going to be doing that so much anymore, like holding to that, because we kind of weren't anyway. You know, we were right. missing a few days here and there. Right. Uh, you know, because it's not always easy for you to get things finished in the final edits. So now when you tune into your Apple podcast or whatever you do and you see we have a new one, that's when we've uploaded it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's interesting. So that's okay. Now I know. Now that you've that's... told me that, I now I know. That'll be the date when That'll you see be, that. Yeah. That'll be the date when you see our podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
that's it. That's all we got to say. We got one coming up uh, pretty soon. Another one this month, and it's it's we had a good time, and yeah, we so. already winked at it once during yeah, the, right <laughs> during this episode. Yeah, yep. So, welcome back, Derek. Welcome back, Tim, and welcome back to you. It's nice to be in your eardrums. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Transmission.